When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) You could just look at her license. My special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use it, sir. (laughs) (laughs) It's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. <laughs> We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and you know we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there, and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights, or they're not told all the rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is is eight hundred seven seven zero seven zero zero eight. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Brad, Sean, Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had comedian Frankie Quinones in studio with guest host Dave Schrader next on The Best Of. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Tom will be back in studio on Monday. Andy, did you do some fact checking on me? Did you find the <laughs> chickens? Yeah, that's that were- true. They uh, see. They turned off the chicken's beak, and it became teeth. I mean, not like you know, it didn't turned have like you know, beak. it didn't have like you know, a big 
smile or anything. It just had some tiny little teeth. But right, it was, it was growing, growing T uh, Rex teeth. I yeah. think they say chickens are the closest to a T Rex resident or, or relative that's out there. So see, we're not that far a removed chicken? from them doing it. Yeah, chickens <laughs> the most are pretty. Dinosaur. They're pretty uh-huh. primitive animals. Well, I mean, a look chicken. at look at how smart they are. I can see an eagle or something that actually, you know, kills things, but a chicken? Well, all birds are... Birds are the um Back off, they're listening living. for you, Catherine. <laughs> now, we used to think that dinosaurs were reptiles, but now we think they were closer related to birds. Right. Oh, weird. Yeah, so Jurassic Park is not quite now, right. Andy was talking on the break that they've... Uh, that you know, I said, well, why don't they just turn off violent streaks? Wouldn't that be a boon to society? And he said that they actually have that... Um, gene isolated. It's called the what, warrior. Yep, gene? warrior gene. The longer they, your warrior gene is, the more uh, prone you are to violence. And the prisoners that are you know, incarcerated have yeah. a tendency to have a longer warrior gene. Yeah, so they have proven that, yeah. And we can turn off genes and you know such, but I don't think it's legal to do that to humans, and I don't think it ever will be. Why wouldn't it? You'd think if you could switch off that violent streak, why wouldn't we want to take advantage of that? All right. Frank, you imagine because how people much are afraid. People are afraid of that kind of thing. We're still, you know, like stem cells and abortion. Those are all yeah, still, you all. know. And then, so it's this is murky. even another level of that kind of, you know, playing God kind of thing. Well, so you know what's happening. If we right? can't even get past the idea of stem cells, then messing with genes is not going to go over with the populace. They can't. They have to be doing it. There's got to be programs where they are already working on this yeah somebody's doing well it i'm th- you can do it to humans we've done we've been doing it to mice for decades yeah, you've been like you mice. could turn off their fur color or you know <laughs> yeah make them do different things but we've just never done it to a human because there's no law in place that allows it that's what they want you to believe andy they're manipulating <laughs> yeah. humans all the probably- time oh yeah i think there's plenty going on I think that they've been messing with the the uh, genetics for quite a while, but again, then I'm just starting to go into some kind of weird, dark, uh, conspiratorial angle. But look, <laughs> kids today are not like kids when I grew up, man. There is there is a scaring, uh, scaring. I'm trademarking that word. There's a scary <laughs> break that <laughs> uh, that, uh, that has happened. There's just like some. Well, you guys know this, right? I mean, all of us in this room are within you know close proximity to ages of this. We're kids. When you were growing up, anything like the kids today? I mean, you always had a couple of bad apples, but right now it's like complete disregard for any kind of adult or or uh, uh, authoritative figure. I think that's just our culture is really right. crappy right now. And the, and the people who should be checking that aren't doing it anymore. They just throw their, they throw their hands up and walk yeah. away. Well, I think it also- well, teachers can't discipline... Um, parents don't discipline, and single motherhood is at a all-time high. And we're and pumping all those steroids things. into food like crazy right now, right? That's got to be causing roid rage. Chicken nuggets, quiet your kid, but then they're going to stab you in your sleep if you're not watching. <laughs> Dinosaur nuggets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, Frankie, uh, welcome to the fun conversation that we're, uh, we're having here. <laughs> Yesterday, we were all about the end of the world. Today, we're just talking about the complete collapse of civilization and humanity as we know it. So uh, how are things as going in do. the world of comedy? Good, good, man. I've been traveling around. It's my first time to first time here to this city, so it's been great, man. Good really? Time. You've never been to Minnesota before? Never been to Minnesota. First time. Wow, very yeah. cool. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll enjoy it. We've got a good crowd here, good people. Oh, yeah, it's been great so far. Where'd so you just come time. from? 
Uh, I was in uh, Sacramento, Nashville, uh, Indianapolis, yeah, and then came here. Pretty, <laughs> pretty well received everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's been great, man. Very so far, cool. So. Very good. Are you seeing now? I, do you guys? I, when I've gone out to the comedy shows, I'm surprised because in Minnesota we've got a weird audience base in the sense that there are some things people just won't go out for. You can have the greatest thing, but if it's cold out, they won't go. Or in Minnesota, right. I noticed if you have to drive more than 25 minutes, they won't go. <laughs> but comedy places have been packed. Even I've gone on some of these nights when it's frigid out in the middle of a blizzard, and comedy places are still packed. That's got to be a good sign for the business. Yeah, yeah, man. I think it's in a good place. You know, probably because these uh, kids are all roided out and they want to get away from them and need to right. laugh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> or the parents need a break from the roided out children. Right, right? <laughs> Very cool. So uh, you've, you're doing the live shows tonight and tomorrow, 8 and 10.30 at Acme Comedy Club. Yeah. Right? All right. What other big projects you got going on right now? Oh, man, we just wrapped a, a sitcom that uh, TBS ordered uh, 10 episodes of. We just finished about a week ago. So now it's just in post, color, and editing. And just me and some friends nice. started started a show out of our apartment, a web series, and it got picked up. And uh, they built a replica of our apartment in a stage in Burbank. And we just, uh, yeah, man, been so real life Wayne's World. Yeah, I know, right? right? That's what I got. I was like, oh, dude, it's like Wayne's World. They nailed it too. Look exactly like perfect. I'm like, what the heck? It was kind of creepy in a way, but uh, it's just a bunch of us, uh, a bunch of no names, really. But then Annie McDowell hopped on, and she plays our neighbor. Uh, so she was like my first crush on Groundhog Day. You know? So I was like, I was like super nervous to meet her, but she was so down to earth and chill. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. So you get, just doing your own little web show. Right, having fun with that, and then they. Now, did you approach them, or did they come to you and say, "Hey, we like this. Yeah, we, well, we want to bring this out." A production company got a hold of it. And they they took a liking to it, and we were just uh, started showing, showing it before shows in the LA area. Mm-hmm. And then a production company really liked it, so they started giving us development money to keep making them. And then we got up to ten episodes and got into a good place, and we started pitching it. And then, yeah, TBS and Comedy Central took interest, and we went with TBS. Yeah. So what's the what's the basis of the show, and when's it going to start airing? Yeah, we, that's the thing. We don't have a premiere date yet, so that's a little nerve wracking. But um, well, but I don't real, think they'd put the money in and do right. all the work they're doing. I know. I hope not. <laughs> we already shot the, ten episodes. <laughs> Yeah, Frankie and I, we're going to pass on that. We're doing this whole series about chickens that are really pterodactyls. Right? So. If you just put little arms on them, you look like T-Rexes. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's a really like, dry, subtle humor, just like ridiculous things happen in the world. Like, you know, Donnie, one of the main characters, gets a six-pack, you know, like a abs, six-pack abs, and we look at it like, he, you know, like he has cancer or something. Like, oh, my gosh, he's going to make everybody around him feel insecure about their bodies now. Like, we got to right. do something about this, you know, so... Anyway, so we just start feeding him shakes and stuff like that. It's like... Because <laughs> you're good friends. Bring yeah, him back down to your right, level. Right, right. Dumbing down the health but, issues. I love that. You know, just ridiculous topics like that, but we play it really straight and serious, you know, so it's funny. Did they bring your entire original crew onto this deal, or did they have to replace a few players? Yeah, no, we're, we're uh, thankful that they let us... Uh, you know, we got a lot of other stand-ups in it, too, which is great. And, and uh, you know, same thing happened with Corporate, which is the new show on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a spot on that, too coming up on an episode and and those are stand-ups that wrote that show and sold it so the stand-up stand-up community is is doing really well right now and uh you know selling selling tv shows like making that move to tv so it's good man how long (laughs) have you been doing stand-up 
Uh, this will be 11 years this year. Wow, yeah. 11 years. Great. So yeah. you're about to break through, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping, man. You know, I was still uh, busting tables about a year and a half ago. So. But that's <laughs> what they say. Isn't it with comedy? They said it's like 10 to 11 years. If yeah. You make it to that I, point, yeah, that's a lot of professions. You know, you got to put a good 10 years in. But uh, the morning, the day we found out that I, we got the t- uh, show picked up, our sitcom picked up, uh, I was de- I was literally delivering sandwiches right when I got the call. So you know, I was delivering a sandwich to a college kid at U- the UCLA campus, you know. <laughs> so did you, like did you get up? years old. Driving, like, <laughs> did you unwrap the sandwich, wipe it on his door, and say, I quit? Yeah, and that was the end of it. I was tempted to just open the sandwich and start eating it, you know? <laughs> but, but no, yeah, yeah. I told him, I was like, Hey, man, you're my last delivery. I just saw the show, and he's like, you, yeah, I don't know if he believed me, but you should have okay. autographed that Jersey Mike sandwich shop <laughs> rapper for him. Tell him you're going on to the big time now. <laughs> right. So, did the uh, show have a uh Name or is it still just a working title? It's a well. It's called my roommate, my friend, right now. But you know, this chance it could change. So you know, we're waiting to see. Just get that premiere date. But yeah, other than that, just been working on a Cartoon Network show and getting getting work more and more work little by little. So uh, yeah, yeah, just trying to you know, and then touring with stand up. So I'm just trying to you know, hit the ground running and ride the wave as long as I can. <laughs> do you like? So you're doing voice work for? Is that pretty fun work to do? Yeah, man, it's so great. Like uh. The first, the first like big opportunity I got was a. Uh, it was just by chance a producer came. We shot this short uh, stand-up series called Entre Nos on H for HBO Latino, and those are happening to be a producer there that does direct TV movies. Mm-hmm. He did an animated movie called Ozzy, and he goes, "Hey man, I think I got this role for you. Want to come in?" And people say stuff all the time. It's like, ah, okay. But he ended up calling me. And I went in and. They gave, they gave me like billing on it. It was cool. And it took me like an hour and a half, but it stars like it's like Je- Jeff Foxworthy's in it, Rob Schneider, and then myself, and then these other wow, uh, voiceover actors. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I didn't expect that. I was like, oh, dang, this is like a big deal. <laughs> you, are you guys all in the same room doing it together? Or are they just no? We go you read separate. This line, right? Yeah, we go separate like appointments, but you know, we got to meet like when the movie came out and stuff like that. So it was cool. Is it hard? I, I've always been fascinated by uh, animation and, and the voice work on it. Mm-hmm. If you're not in there with it, is it hard to play off of somebody that you're not? Are, are they playing back? Like Jeff Fox, were these lines to you, or right? Yeah, else they just put it up. It. They put the animation up on a screen so you can kind of fill it out. Yeah, same with the Cartoon Network show. Even though it's still rough, they'll have like a black and white rough animation of it. And uh, you know, but in that in that uh, show, so are you the, trying the to match your mouth to the, you're trying to match your words to their mouth at that point? Then no, no, no. They just okay. uh, you do you know they want you to do you and your you bring your personality out or whatever voice you're doing. They just try to give you the idea of what the scene is so you could you know do what you want with it or. Try to you know make it pop a little more, but <laughs> see that would be the most exciting to me, right? Be a TV star, movie star. That's great. I got to do voices for. Oh, cartoon. dude, voices that would be are awesome. You, know, you show up in your pajamas, get a coffee. <laughs> you're good, man. No makeup, wardrobe, nothing. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Uh, it's, and you're doing the show for which show on Cartoon Network? Uh, it's called Victor and Valentino. So it would be premiering later this year. Well, yeah. so you got a lot happening all at once. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, you know, good, good things are happening, so... Well, what's with the prayer you were Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Like, oh, but, the checks yeah, are already cashed. It doesn't matter yeah, yeah. if it airs, right? Who cares? And right. you don't have to deliver sandwiches anymore. Yeah, so yeah, there know, you right? go. That's the, that's the most important part, yeah. I love that. What was it? Andy uh, Kaufman, even with the height of, like, when he was in taxis, two or three seasons in, he's still bussing tables oh, in a yeah, restaurant. Oh, no, man. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, show business isn't what people, a lot of people think it is. You know, I always, I see people working at restaurants all the time. You see on TV, you're like, hey, wait, what? You know, because... Growing up, you see people on TV. I'm like, oh, they're rich, you know. But no, 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 man, it's little by little. No, just like contract 500 work, bucks you know? for that uh, yeah, yeah. for that day's work, and yeah, that's yeah. it, right? <laughs> well, that's awesome. Is this something you always wanted to do? 
uh, yeah, man, I was kind of always class clown and getting in trouble and always performing in front of my parents. And, you know, my parents always had stand up on in the house, you know, and they were going through. That's how they got through, like, struggle and tough times with music. It was they even that would be six years old. They would let me watch like George Carlin and Paul Rodriguez, Richard Pryor, you know, Eddie Murphy. And so I kind of took it was inspired by it. So, yeah, I kind of always wanted to do it. And then eventually just, you know, grew the courage to go start hitting open mics and not being funny and just getting through <laughs> it and getting better. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do that once you get up there the first time and you're just not funny? How do you push yourself to try it again? Oh, man. Well, it's because I got like one or two giggles, maybe. So oh. I'm like, oh, oh, there's hope. You know, I have something. Maybe. But uh, but yeah, man, I was so nervous. And I had to like drink five beers just to get, get the nerve to get on stage in front of six people. You know, and you worked out two minutes, but when you get up, you're motor mouthing it through 28 yeah, seconds exactly. and you're done. <laughs> Hey, what about parents, right? Hi, my car is not working. <laughs> you guys get it, right? This is relatable. <laughs> I've gone into the Acme and, and some of the others when they do the open mic nights. I love watching that because you can see when you've got the, the guys that have figured out their steps. They're starting to get it. Right. And then you see the new guy who's like fresh off the boat for this and he gets up there and it's 100 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. And just that eye contact, he can't like every place in the bar he's looking around. That's, <laughs> you got to enjoy watching that too, right? There's got to be oh, some yeah, just man. fun, chaotic energy to watching comedians do that oh man i love it man you know and i love to see a comic get go from there to getting better and improving you know like over years it's you know it's uh it's cool to see it inspiring but right off the bat bat, you know you have i you know you got my i want you to succeed if i see it because i'm a stand-up fan man i want you to succeed just because you have the courage to get on stage i'm like all right so you got but then but then you see those guys yeah like yeah so anyways and they can't even look at you they're (laughs) looking at the ground it's like oh man come on guy (laughs) you can do this take a breath take a breath Walking them through it, you're going through the labor pains of uh, with them, right. and it, when when you get up and you start cracking that shell, and like you said, it was kind of a drug, right? You heard those first couple of giggles, yeah, 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 for sure. And then that's yeah. it, right? Oh, There's man. no more. That's, that's it. it. I need to do that. that that's the high, you know. That's uh, when you can look out in a crowd, and you know, last night we did a show and re- really good here, and there was this uh, there was this man. I mean, he must have been at least 75, 80 years old, and he sat right front row. And I, I do characters on stage too, and I even do a female character. And I'm like, oh, let's see how this, uh, uh, you know, let's see how this crowd uh, deals with this. And then I uh, came out, and they were this guy was like literally falling out of his seat. You know, he's just like dying, laughing, or I don't want to say dying, right, but, you yeah. know, <laughs> but, not uh, at his age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it was so good to see it. I'm like, yes, baby. You know, that's the that's the high right there. Yeah, you gotta like that too when you realize that it's not just one part of the populace you're hitting. It's not just teens or women. Or when you see the entire audience reacting to what you're doing, right, right, that right has got to be just a, 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 a silly drug, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. That's yeah. cool. Very cool. All right, we've got a lot more to talk about. We've got more news stories coming in. Frankie Quinones is our guest. I know I'm butchering the name again. Frankie, I apologize. No, you can smack good, me man. during the break. Uh, we'll talk more. We'll uh, we'll discuss this and uh, keep you abreast. Remember, check out Acme Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow, 8 and 10.30. We'll be back right here on the Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Guadalajara, Guadalajara. That was Frankie Quinones on the best of. Coming up next, we had Orny Adams in studio. Comedian Orny Adams. And he hates smalls. Next on the best of. So I must have got I must have got lost. You know, the nice thing, too, Ernie, they make these kiosks now. You can just walk right up and you'll see where everything is. You can just look. 
I'll okay. show you how to get her on the mic. I know you're trying to be fun. Let's cut the music when I'm talking. <laughs> Play when he's talking. When I'm talking, we can have no music. We don't. Let me tell you something. We don't need anything to texture the entertainment value when I'm speaking. Now, when he's get ready with, the, are you ready? Is that Tom's son? No, no. Tom's son is on on the voice in your the ears. Same Andy. look, this kid. Well, I'm over here. When he speak, hey, buddy, Mike, Mike, are you on the music? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, do you understand how this is working? Or you yes. Want? Okay, so when I'm not speaking, then the music comes on, right? Gotcha. I'm with you. He's the he's just the constantly today, going up and down. Just yeah. Every time I the talk, music isn't on. Do yeah, you see? <laughs> He's got other buttons to push. Yeah, he's wow. Internet porn's <laughs> keeping him busy over there. He can only focus on one thing at a time. So if you go, there's a kiosk. Right. Okay. So yeah. if I walk out of my my hotel uh-huh. and I go, I'm right there, and I go to the kiosk. It right. looks like a big iPad, and I right. type in where I want to go. Well, they could type it in now. You see, I don't go to the mall. C O M E. Right, <laughs> D. You have to get to D. I did this three three different locations. Yeah. It says. Get in the elevator behind you. Go to the fourth floor. Okay. Mm. I get in. I press four. It goes down to one. Okay. <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> then I go across the way. I do it again. It brings me to two. Stop. Okay. Then somebody points out there's a thing in it that says this elevator is not going to the fourth floor anymore. You need to go to the east end oh elevator. Let me tell you something. I don't have a compass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a mall. It can't be that hard. So when I show up and it isn't sold out, I right. just imagine, you know, a hundred people walking around Wandering the mall. Wandering around the mall. Going, you know what? Like the Jews in the desert. Yeah. That's what's going on. Let's, they can't find you. Yeah. You know what? Let's just go to Cinnabon. <laughs> That's got just as much funny. What's the drink minimum at Cinnabon? It's a dumb mall. Whoever designed it is dumb. Can I tell you something? Sure. You know, I, this is. I, I'm in a mall last week. I'm in Edmonton. I don't even care if that kid's listening. I don't. I mean, seriously. What? What if you paid somebody minimum wage? Could they do the job what instead if? of an intern? I'm, I mean. He, so I'm I'm in uh, and I'll talk about this on stage. I'm, I'm last week I'm I'm in another mall. I'm doing a tour of malls. Mm-hmm. I, I just like it, Tiffany from the '80s. Yeah, like this. just yeah. kill me. So <laughs> I'm in Edmonton in Canada. I'm there for ten minutes and in, in, in the mall. Okay, and this is what you hear here. I thought like somebody scored a goal. I thought somebody scored a goal in the mall. Then you hear this announcement: active shooter. Active what? shooter. Oh my god. Active shooter. Huh. Then a pause. No. This is only a warning. This is a drill. Oh my god. This is a drill. No. Like why well, so I go, how about we open with this is a drill? <laughs> People are diving mm-hmm. into uh like stores and they're putting so it was a drill for the workers at the mall to learn what to do if there was an active shooter. They don't tell us this. So I dove into something called Peoples, which is like there every kiss begins with K, right? <laughs> right they right. pull the gate down. This is when I realized how dumb people are that work at the mall. The the girl at the store across the way is about to close the date gate, goes out, grabs a sandwich board that's advertising their sale. <laughs> Make sure that doesn't get shot up, right? <laughs> then, then. Uh, so now I'm, I'm I'm hunkered down, and 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 they start speaking French. Now the French announcement. Well, they, it, 
It seems like the French announcements are going on a lot longer than the English. You know what I mean? I, like, right. I think they're tipping like the off. real information. Yeah. Right, right, uh-huh. right. American in peoples. Go get them. <laughs> so, wow. sick of malls. Yeah. Holy cow! You're well, right. that's the same. Is that the same looking mall? Because that's the same people, right? The Edmonton mm-hmm. Mall. Yeah, but I didn't get. You don't get lost people. in that mall. You know what I mean? You can no? get to all the okay. floors. You know, only whoever opened this <laughs> this comedy club said, "Let's let's find a location where, where you can't even get to the fourth the floor in the mall." I mean, it's so it's absurd. You know, there's a place called. I used Hooters. to work there. I used to work there, and seriously, if I didn't park in the exact same spot every day, I couldn't get to it. There you go. Because there's like, you go in the parking ramp, and it leads right to it. But if you don't park in that ramp, if you park anywhere else, I don't know. It's like the fourth floor is like, you know, 1% the size of the third floor, so you have to know the exact spot to go up. Right. There isn't like a walkway all the way around. No. No, no. You know what it is? The guy who probably designed like casinos in Vegas said, uh-huh. let's do it the same way so they can't leave. Right. And they stay. But yes. what happened was, in Vegas, if you're going to gamble, you're just going to find a slot machine, a table, wherever you are, right? Mm-hmm. They, they don't understand. We're trying to find Cinnabon <laughs> in Orny's comedy show. Well, I... It- I was completely lost in uh, in Caesars one time. Mm-hmm. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't get out. I'm like, where's the door? They Where won't tell the you. They I will not tell you. No, I had to, I had to find a security guy. I'm like, could you please lead me to a door? I know I sound like an idiot, but I can't get out of here. And what do they say? How much? How much have you lost? He's, we can't no, let you no, leave until said, you've he, lost. He said this. He said this happens 50 times a day. Yeah. I have to bring somebody to the door. No one can find the doors. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there. Right. So if there was an active shooter, we we couldn't even get out. If there was a fire. <laughs> no. You'd never find the door. No Aren't way. there people jumping to their deaths from this mall, too? <laughs> yes, there are. Right. Well, there you right go. Right on the aquarium They side. couldn't find their way out. Yeah. They're <laughs> not unhappy people. Just, no, they're not up. unhappy people. <laughs> they just gave up trying to get out. I almost fell off the roof trying to find my show last night. And I'm a happy person. And they would have been like, oh, he killed himself. No, he didn't kill himself. He couldn't tried, find well, they tried to get to the hotel. <laughs> couldn't get to the hotel. I have noticed they have, they have installed like this lounging lounge area where people can... It's not food court. It's just like another place you can go and just like sit down and, and relax. Just rest. Right. Really? Yeah. Maybe rest from your four-mile walk trying to find the comedy club. Hmm. Yeah, I was there uh, talking about the weirdness of it. I was there the one day when shoplifter, they're chasing him through the mall. He just takes a header off that third-floor deal, just runs right oh. up to the elevators and takes a dive right off towards the stage below. By accident? No. That oh. was, it was his escape route, I guess, and boom, that was it. He was done. Hmm. But that was, oh talk about disturbing. You're like, <laughs> you know, nobody's prepared for that when you're walking around at the Mall of America. And that was right on the floor below. You were there. The it's like, what yeah, did you hear? Right Assassin's, did you, you hear? think Assassin's Creed is real? You can just <laughs> yeah, climb yeah, all like over the place and drop three. Through this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he just came flying around. Uh, they, they were chasing him. And he, it was, I don't know what he was saying. He just literally just hit the bar and went wow. right over. And that was it. But yeah, that, that side of the mall is really strange because there's, and it's mostly that said. There's a lot of suicides that take place off that fourth deck. Oh, is that true? Oh, I thought yeah. they were doing it from outside. No, they're hitting it off the the uh, the parking ramp. I guess. Ah. Yeah. So should they put netting or something? I think it wouldn't be a bad idea. They've had a lot of problems with that there. Yeah. I mean, they don't yeah, advertise that a whole two, lot. Three and four. So you, as he pulls up the Mall of America website for me, <laughs> let's look up death total in there for us, Mike. <laughs> well, the, remember when they first opened and it started getting heavy into the gang run. Mm-hmm. 
See? Right. Yeah, Minnesota gangs. You don't want to mess with them, are you? Well, no. You know, after the late Norwegians, there's some there is some uh, hanging out that goes on. Yeah. When the mall seems closed, sure. like when I'm walking back at the oh, end of yeah. my shows, I go, uh, "This isn't uh, a little you know, sketchy." Let's. I'm going to get back to the hotel and get there safe yeah. if I can find it. But no, but, hey, but the the upside is you get to go to Australia where it's easy to find everything. But everything out there is trying to kill you. Yeah. That's a weird country. I'm going back out there in June. Where are you going? Um quarantine station where is that uh melbourne yeah so we're gonna be going out for that and uh for yeah, what it, I, I do live events out there with listeners from my radio show and we're gonna be out there for a, <clears throat> a conference and uh it's it's just it's a beautiful place i love going out to visit but <laughs> like they're telling me oh we've got spiders that kill our snakes uh. they've got just creatures everywhere that want to uh. eat you kill you and, and yeah but not under. in the city you know you're no right. but you're out the, well that's where we're heading out is to the <laughs> we're oh. out in the outback but like I, I, it's just weird that's a i'm not a big outdoorsman i did a i did a show in in arizona last year a private show <laughs> right and at the hotel and the, i had a like a it was a gorgeous resort right. gorgeous suite and i had like what looked like i was at like a like a um like a, a fancy w hotel type thing like i had a oh, patio sure. with f- white furniture and and it like uh what do you call those things uh the like uh, when you go to, uh, to the pool you can rent a cabana oh cabana. A compa- anyway i'm about to go outside to enjoy this with some you know i'll order some breakfast in and there's a thing on the sliding door that says Beware of uh, uh, creature, uh, you know, uh, desert creatures. They, they call them desert. And there was a picture of a, like a scorpion. And, uh, you know, uh, apparently you open that door for a second. These things fl- come into the room. Right. They hang out. And they hang out. You shoot. So you've got to. So I, I go, this can't be real. Anyway, two people at the conference that I was performing for right. got bit by these things. No Because they had gone outside and they creeped in. They'll, they'll hang out in your shoes. They'll hang out in your bed. And you're supposed to, before you go to bed every night, people in Arizona shake their covers out. You know what I mean? Jeez. Yeah. That's why, that's why real estate's cheap there. Right. You know what I mean? See, Minnesota cold doesn't sound so bad now. It kills yeah. off all that killy stuff. Yeah. All that bitey, killy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's much safer to stay indoors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't do that much. Uh, very cool. You see, you're, you're doing a lot of traveling. You get to see all these great places. Has there been a place where you've just like been so psyched to get there, and when you get there, the audience is completely out of touch with, with what real humor is? No, because, you know, that's my job to relate. You right. know what I mean? Like, sometimes, I was in South Africa. It took me about three weeks to finally figure out exactly because you go in there and you're sort of unaware you know that's that's what americans do we we were unaware so i was doing at the time jokes about fabric softener well you you know after like week two i go into a supermarket there is no fabric softener they've got one brand of like government issue powdered you know uh laundry detergent and that's it so yeah it's you gotta sort of know your market and and so when i go to these other countries there's a feeling out process but uh no no never have any problems with just flat audiences on you no because you know unlike a lot of comedians like i'm i'm not divisive i'm not there to divide i don't i don't discuss politics or religion i i'm there to sort of show how we're more common than uncommon i want people to look around and go geez we're all the same right um, and so, really, it's about human nature, and uh, it's you know, it's a study of of humanity. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Uh, love is love. I, I give you guys a lot of credit. I, well, just hold a, on a second. Not everybody. What? You give me credit. No, well, I give you credit. I give uh, comedians in general, though. Watching the audiences, yeah, I can't believe uh, I was in a club not too long ago, and we're sitting there, and while the 
openers are doing their thing, the women at the table behind us are talking at this full volume. Just, yeah. bah, bah, where are we going to go over it? And, and it's just throwing everybody off. And one of the guys goes, shh. And he goes, why? He's not the headliner. Wow. And you're just like, wow, wow. The, the mindset that people yeah. are just so out of touch with what's going It's unbelievable. Going well, can't you just do your thing while I'm doing this yeah. over here? Why should it matter? She was right at the table up by the front. Wow. So I don't know how comedians don't just plunge forks into eyes during <laughs> yeah. the entire show. Yeah. That would be, uh, I don't think I could handle that kind of abuse. Do you deal much with, uh, I, I would guess, yeah. with your kind of uh, humor and, and, and the way you do your presentation, you don't get a lot of hecklers, do you? I'd be, no. I'd be afraid you're going to just tear the living crap out of them. Yeah, I'd go after them. I, I, I just find it really rude. You know, like if you're not enjoying the show, right. and, you know, I'm not, I'm sure people have come to my show and don't enjoy it, just quietly leave, you right. know, or if you need to check your phone, just quietly, leave, you know, just, I, I've, rudeness bothers me because there's plenty of people around them having a good time so Mm -hmm. if you're there enjoying the show and somebody picks up the phone that light is so distracting right and it makes other people go geez this guy maybe he isn't that funny this guy's looking at his phone and then they think maybe i should look at my phone and it starts it takes you out of right where your head should be and same with talking and uh really shame on every club that doesn't uh, we call it policing that doesn't go around and say to people hey you got to get off your phone uh, that's what used to happen and people there used to be decorum and people used to have respect and that just we're lacking that in the world right now you know people used to cover their mouths when they yawn now people just walk around they're going Aah. you know like they're the king of the jungle you know they don't say excuse me i say excuse me even if i'm alone i practice <laughs> well <clears throat> now you you know you ask somebody to turn off their phone or whatever and they'll almost want to throw a punch at you yeah want to come to blows no that's like pulling like the crack pipe away from somebody you know yeah yeah it's it's a weird we've been talking about on the show a lot there's just that disconnect now people just don't have the same kind of cultural understanding of what courtesy is and and you know there's just that that divide which i don't know how you get back over but in in your guys job doing comedy you are you're taking them out of where they're at Mm -hmm. into a different world that's got to be distracting as hell not only for the other people around them but for you because then does it i've watched i have a friend of mine a comedian mike brody and if he sees somebody's like not into it it just it screws with his head because he just wants to know how do i get you back yeah. And that kind of <laughs> that's got to be a, a hellish aspect yeah. of, of playing the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, well, you don't have to worry about that. The show's going to go great tonight, <laughs> Saturday, Sunday. You can check them out seven thirty, nine thirty tonight. Saturday, seven and nine thirty Sunday at seven p.m. at the House of Comedy at the Mall of America. Orny Adams. We've got one more segment with them. Stay tuned. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. on the best of coming up next closing out the show we're opening up the old vault all the way back to episode 214 with andy haynes next andy haynes just came in andy haynes is at the acme all week long as a matter of fact hey uh, andy this is rick cupcella Hey, nice How to you meet doing, you, Rick. Eddie? Nice to meet you. We're man. shaking hands for yeah. the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Rasmussen. Hi, Mike. Oh, yeah. 
Our daughter, Alex. This is my wife, Catherine, by the way. You just skipped over. Well, I skipped over because Andy meets Andy. Andy and Andy. Every every day, it's like we either have Mike and Mike or other Mike and and Mike. Now Andy and Andy. (laughs) We have had Andy and Andy before. I know. We've had female Andy before. I know. So, I mean, we got it covered. We're just talking about, are you a football fan? Uh, Yeah, sure. Are you happy the fact that Vikings just gave you like a Super Bowl shot? Who they gave us? What the hell's wrong with you? I see Percy Darvin. <laughs> okay. For Seattle? Yeah. I didn't see I don't I, I'm not that big of a fan. Oh you're not, okay. <laughs> so. Well I was gonna say obviously you're not. <laughs> you didn't know that. See where this goes. Oh. Sydney Rice. I follow a lot Percy of Harvin. soccer. And Is that what you meant? Get out. All right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Andy. Well soccer what are you a baseball fan? Yeah. So I am. Are you a Dodger fan? What about what's wrong with the Mariners? You know, it's just it's not as exciting. I'm going to be honest. What's not as exciting? It's just up in Seattle, and it's wet. Well, you like Seattle. I, like I do like Seattle. Yeah, it's the same weather that you guys have here, except 300 days a year, like today's weather. Like 60? Colder. It's like, Colder, really? Yeah, about 50. It's not like 40 summer. to 50. In the summers, it's beautiful, but it's three yeah. months, and then it's sadness again. Well, it's like in here, except our sadness is 30 below, and yeah. about 85 feet is now. There's a it's just unbelievable. survival instinct. Everybody's it's a mad disaster. about disaster. I'm just here to tell you it's a goddamn disaster, <laughs> and that's just a fact. But in, in it, <laughs> you need to blame your Scandinavian ancestors, right? Do I look Scandinavian? Very. Yes. Do I really? No, I do. You look German. I do look German. You do. Alex, you just you look. German. I asked you before because I thought Capcello was an Italian name, but it's not. Capcello is not an Italian name, but I, you kind of never know because people will come up there. They're like, "So, are you Italian?" Well, yeah, I'm Italian, but the name is not Italian. The name's right? not Italian. A Lithuanian married an Italian is a Lithuanian uh, name. Never trust a Lithuanian. It's not a Lutheranian. It's a Lithuanian. And uh, listen, Andy, um, I'm just saying. The, the <laughs> I dated a girl from Italy. She took me uh, home to see her parents and dinner and all this stuff. And brags a, a lot. It was a great. It was a yeah. great night. And her mother leans over to her at one point. And she says, "Don't trust this guy." He's <laughs> not a real Italian. That's what she said. Wow. He's no good. He's not a real Italian no because uh, she knew the Italian mom that uh, there is no K in the Italian alphabet. There's yeah. no K. That's right. Big double C, right? Or mm-hmm. no? And in Italy, it's Kupkehela. Kupkehela. That's what they'll call us. Kupkehela. Kupkehela. Paul Anka, when he first went to Italy, they called him Palanka. Let's go see Palanca. I like it. At one name, Palanca. We just had uh, yesterday on the show. I don't know. I don't know. You're probably not a big follower of the Housewives of of New Jersey, Andy. But I know a few of them. Teresa Giannucci. Really? I think I knew who that is. She was on this show. Yeah. Wow. Yesterday, she was the one who tipped the table. What do you mean? Wow. I don't no. know. I, screw you, Andy. Andy Andy's, I'm just saying. <laughs> Andy's I'm, I'm comparing it to me. You know, <laughs> from me. You we know, look forward I, to I think that's the caliber of. You know, I think you're doing a fine job. Thank now, you. No, we we actually like comedians a lot in Minneapolis, St. Paul. You know that it's a great town for comedy. It really is, and that therefore, when you come in, we're happy that you're here. Thank you for and having me. Teresa Jediche, because mm-hmm. some people call her Judice. Which is Ugh, two dice. Jew dice. They can't say Judice. That's Jew in How it. How can you not say Judice? Judice. Judice. Well, right? you, it's whenever you get to an say. Italian restaurant, 
It's not like I'll have the spaghetti. It's all over the spaghetti. Like <laughs> you go so crazy no. with the accent. <laughs> You're like a liberal. I like the bread, right. Mamma Mia. Here's the problem because I pronounce the dishes the way it's supposed to be pronounced. It's funny because it's that, true. She was a little kid, <laughs> and I said, "I will have the bistecca di manzala griglia." Which is how you pronounce. Oh my god! Now you're just—I've you, never heard you say that it's word great. in your life. You're just making you things up right no, now. He wanted a napkin. Yeah, you <laughs> said pizza. I'm pretty sure. Demands of, of the day, alla griglia, which means grilled. It's a grilled steak. That's all it means. But she went. Maybe you have to say it that way. <laughs> well, you just then it was bolognese. Way too intense. Bolognese. The whole accent. It's like you're German. <laughs> guy <laughs> calm down because you pronounce the name of the dish properly i'm yes. a bad guy yes and do you see what i'm, I'm like not saying it. you're a bad I'm, guy i'm into the you know what's your ethnicity you know pretty white i don't know <laughs> scotch-irish scotch-irish yeah okay. pretty white there's uh, haynes was a governor of the plymouth colony first governor so you're related i think he, he spelled it with no. a y yeah <laughs> honest to god i'm not i'm not making this up by the way there are fewer strains of the common cold than there are Andy Haynes's. I'm looking you up, trying to connect on Twitter. Yeah. There are six billion Andy Haynes's on we Twitter. We were cloned a long time ago. Some of us are scientists. I, one of them is a scientist in England. He's not a very good-looking fellow, but I want to make friends with him just so we can keep in touch. And then there's a fine artist named Andy Haynes. And I, I can't say fine artist. He draws pictures. He's obviously on drugs. Um, okay. Well, but he stole, like, my Twitter. And, you know, he's got, like, the Twitter and the email. So Twitter, though. Yeah, it like works. Twitter. Thank you. Know. Even though it still sounds like you live in New York. You don't. I was going to ask you about that, actually. You're from Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then you moved to New York. And then you moved to L.A. Yeah. Why didn't you just drop right down to L.A.? Because New York's like a stand-up town. It's like a yeah, live, that's true. It's that's live performance. It's focused on the writing, the performance. And then L.A. is like the bigger picture. You know, you're what working you on... Acting. Actually, I'm writing. That's what I'm what doing. Are, what are you writing for? I am writing for a new TBS show called The Ground Floor, which is... Uh, Excellent. Just got picked up. It stars Rory Scovel. Well, he's one of the stars who's a good friend and great comedian. And then I don't know the other stars' names. I should learn those really soon, so I stopped doing this. Writer? Yeah. That's good. That you don't know who's on the goddamn show, Andy. I, I know their characters' names. <laughs> what, I've read so what, the script. What's the? Uh, he also knows what's going to happen to them. Yes, he does. Yeah, <laughs> whether they like it or not. Watch it. Um, <laughs> so what's what's the basis? What, what's the story? It's uh, like a skyscraper in San Francisco, and on the top floor, all the um, are like the well-to-do kind of investment bankers. John C. McGinley's the head of that firm. He's the guy that played kind of the Henri um, older doctor on Scrubs. It's made mm-hmm. by the yep, same people. Yep, yep. And then um, the ground floor is where, like, the building services people work. And one of the guys from, like, the hedge fund or investment firm, whatever mm-hmm. it is, falls in, falls for one of the girls that works in the ground floor. Do you ever see the show The IT Crowd? Yeah. It's same that deal. Same type of thing. Oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Yeah. That's but a it's a little, you know, IT Crowd's a little more cerebral and kind of. <laughs> oh, well, that's Really? Good, well, they're British, you know? <laughs> They can pronounce Italian food correctly. I can. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Haynes. You, I like it. No, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm very Shouldn't impressed. Shouldn't you pronounce the dish? Like, I'm not going to go into a Mexican oh, restaurant and go, I'd like a couple of tacos. Well, I, you don't I'm have to say tacos. Yeah, it's just, it is Chicago funny. accent either. Because it's like when an NPR person is like, you know, oh, yeah. Andy Garcia. Andy you know, Garcia. Like, right. okay. That's very Nicaragua. true. <laughs> Nicaragua. Yeah, they yeah. always say Nicaragua. <laughs> 
That's okay. First of all, you're whispering, so cut that shit out. But <laughs> I've been it. to Nicaragua. You have? Mm-hmm. What's going Beautiful on? Beautiful country. You Poverty go, is going on down there. Is that the plan? I wish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could make some big dough. It seems easier. Uh, no, yeah, um, yeah. I just went to, I, I did my thesis in Central America, so I went down there. You're a smart guy. I, I, I'm. Uh, there's a veil of smart guy. <laughs> I'm pretty stupid. I can so, put on a good smart, where did smart you go? guy. I went to Western Washington University. Which is in Western Washington. It's in Bellingham, Washington. Bellingham, or Bellingham mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So, and you studied? Socio-religious studies. So you didn't want to make any money? None at all. <laughs> I didn't think, wow, it makes sense. I went to one of those schools where you design your major, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. so... When uh, I got to around the four-year mark and I had another year left, I was like, how do I get out of this quick? <laughs> <laughs> and I've Tender taken bail. enough classes to do that. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. It's like, you know, I, I just want to switch. You did. I just want to switch to something that will get me a degree in like one class or less. Yeah. Because I don't really care what I get <laughs> so Is this an Andy thing? What are you studying now? Well, I was doing a real estate degree, but it just gets so boring at the higher levels. It's all spreadsheets and management and math and Basically so Basically a business degree. But couldn't you – you could bail and just go real estate, right? You don't need to have the degree to get the license. I'm well, sorry yeah. if I'm <laughs> – Well, I'm not, I'm not a realtor, nor do I wish to be, but we have a lot of real estate investments and I – figure you know someday when we die yeah you're assuming you'll be involved in like 60 years i'll be managing those so <laughs> oh god he's yeah. working on his 12 year degree already okay. so you know i'm gonna have to call you no Mr. rush because if i call you andy andy my son is going to respond so i get it i get it here's a guy um my son down there when yeah. he was in first grade they asked all the first graders what they wanted to be when they grew up and they said, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a policeman. I want to be a nurse. Andy said he wanted to be an heir. Really? And I said, Andy, you do realize that I'll have to be dead. And he goes, well, you're going to die someday. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Very matter of fact. <laughs> Very matter of fact. Like Thank you so much. You know Paul Olson's favorite line of mine? What? When uh, you asked me what I wanted to be like, you know, when I was 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what I said, but then you said, no, it has to be something that deals with people. And I said, okay, I'll be a mortician. <laughs> and he laughed so loud in the restaurant that he had to cover his mouth. I remember that. He's always like that yes. dark humor. <laughs> that wasn't dark humor. You were being honest. Well, it's, it's a, both. Now, Rick, for you, 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 you've just gotten to know Andy. Yeah. Andy Barnard. Which one? Uh, He's in an- the dark one. He's sitting on either side of me. They're Sandy. He was asked at Disney World who his favorite Disney character was. Okay. When he's a little kid. And who's your favorite Disney character? And he said, Pluto. And why is Pluto your favorite? Because he doesn't talk. Wow. <laughs> I doubt he said, because he doesn't talk. <laughs> I don't think he did the Terminator eight-year-old. <laughs> no, actually, he said he doesn't talk. Do you guys trust Andy? No. When you're by yourself with him, you're painting a very scary man. I know. Right you now. make him sound like he's crazy. Like a serial well, killer. remember Joe Coy thought he was an assassin. Yeah, well, Joe. You know, Joe that's don't. Joe Coy's. She has a really hard time saying Joe Coy. Coy. I know. Really I want to say like Coy Pond. Or, yeah. I don't Joy know what Coy. I want to say. You want to say Joy Coy, right? Yeah. yeah. Joy Coy. Well, it does sound more Korean. Yeah. Who just thought you were also a murderer? Somebody else. His victim. <laughs> All the Asian people that come on. Yes, the Asian. Steve Byrne tomorrow will think that you're yeah, in the there you go. I, yeah, that'll work really well. I know this This is going to come off vaguely 
sounding racist, but um, <laughs> down the street, that grocery store is called Runs, and it's ran by an Asian person, and Luns is the... <laughs> Has anybody ever noticed that? It is Runs, R-U-N-D-S. Yeah, so it sounds like that. Welcome to Runs. <laughs> well. Loophole. You know, so you know, that's great observation because you didn't know it was Lunds was the big. No, I did. My wife's from Minnesota. Oh, She's I from Minneapolis. I'm staying at her parents' house right now. I'm not even are. at a is hotel. That a good thing? Yeah, it's, it's all right. I like them. They're How cool. How long have you been living there? Uh, <laughs> just the week just the week I, I opted to house sit and take care of the chickens instead of get a hotel room chickens they got chickens where are, oh, where are we Alex located uptown i want chickens they have chickens in uptown urban uh-huh. farmers urban i farmers. want to be in right now they have chickens. they're very uptowny people they're like uh they used to work at the walker i'm driving a prius mm. oh my god you probably of, hate us a lot of native art <laughs> a lot of native art a lot of okay. disc golfing you know what I mean? Yeah. Drugs. <laughs> maybe you could answer this wrong. Pot Not plants. that you are, but maybe just being around these people, you could answer something for me. Mm-hmm. Why is it whenever there's a news article, and Rick, you could help with this as well. When there's a news article, it's there were Native Americans, Mexican Americans, African Americans, Italian, Irish, and Jews. Yeah. Why does the American part go away once the people are white? I don't really Because well, I, I don't think we care. That's yeah. what it is. We've this never is. been offended by it. That's but also, it you know. <laughs> well, I, I, I actually, I'm not going to delve into that. I don't have a funny thing to say about it. But <laughs> it's just easier being a white person. So it's just easier being a white person. Yeah, okay, right. Okay, well, no, I accept that. Well, I accept one that. thing about the term African American is Americans they go to England and they see a black person and they call them African American, which they're not. And yeah, it's like I wasn't oh, really? born in Africa and I'm not in America. So what the hell? They, but they don't what, call the British black people that, do they? They don't call them English American. Yes, some of them do. Afro British. I don't know what. I don't know. I think over in England they just call them black and they don't care. Black people. Yeah, I. I. That's a good Google I question. I get uh, upset about people getting upset about vocabulary. Like um, my stepmom's from Oklahoma. From me, man. My stepmom's from Oklahoma, hmm. and she called somebody Oriental. And to my sister, yeah. who's like a lesbian anarchist, got like infuriated. <laughs> and it's like, she's from Oklahoma. She doesn't know. That's not racist. She doesn't know that that's wrong. It's like, what's wrong with the word oriental? I don't understand. They're yeah. rugs, they say. I know. That's, it's like a rug. But like oriental you don't food, even though. say the orient anymore, right? You can't even say that. The orient. The orient. That used to just kind of encompass all of... Like Asia. You could say orientation, Asia. though. Orientation. That's all right. You get to a, when you get a new job at a Chinese factory. You get. <laughs> I don't know. For a while there, just was everybody was coming up with a reason yeah. to be offended, and yeah. so then they changed everything, and I think we're okay now. And it's like, what's wrong with Maybe. Chinamen? <laughs> They're men from China. It's men. A few comedians have covered this. It's the least offensive of the racial slurs. Yeah, see, there you go. It's true. It's like if someone called me an American-man. I you know why that is? What? I wouldn't be like, what? Yeah. I well, Susan was married to a Chinese guy, and she said he was a Chinaman. You're not supposed to say. The, the reason that, that, that happened was because in the 1930s or 40s, they referred to people from China as Ching Chong Chinamen, and that's when that became offensive. Well, well, they the did. They Ching Chong is kind of, yeah, that's well, kind I know, of that's what I'm saying. Though. That's why they're pissed off. Don't call me a Chinaman because I don't like that Ching Chong shit at the beginning. Oh. Well, that's like gringo. Gringo, it's yeah. It's just uh, when we were in the Spanish-American War, the American soldiers wore green, and they would say green go, and that's how it Nice try. 
That is. That's actually true. That's the... Green go. Green, green go. go. Like green army fatigue. Go. Get out. No, like go charge the battlefield. Oh, green go. Green go. Yeah. Green go. And so it became gringo. I did not know yeah. Green go. Did learned... you hear what he said? <laughs> gringo. <laughs> I said green go. No, I didn't say gringo. 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 Uh, like geez. he's there. Can you like he's on the field. It? The story so <laughs> I like that one. I understand. Okay, I'm kind of fascinated by the, the arc here. So it was religious studies in Washington, uh, then to Nicaragua, now a comedian. Yeah. How does, how does that work? I mean, where? How does that work? Honestly, and you're probably not going to like this. Uh, I like it. I I was upset about Bush's second election, and I wanted to be. And I wanted to be like an activist or politically in- involved. And then I realized that those people were the least fun people in the world. Yes. And I re- realistically, I mean, my politics have changed a lot. I kind of centralized myself. And I feel like as a comedian, it doesn't help me to pander or pontificate or anything like that. So um, don't I tell just David Cross that. Yeah, I don't. You know, it's just it's a uh, what's that term? Um, Asshole. Oh, <laughs> you know, you can be an asshole. I'll admit that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving forward. But, you know, it's just I, I don't want to alienate anybody. I just want to, you know, so it was uh, it started from there. I really liked Bill Hicks. I liked Bill like that style of comedy. Brilliant. brilliant. And uh, Doug Stanhope, who brilliant he's, he's brilliant, but he's also, you know, like I wanted to be that. And then I've kind of realized that. uh you takes a certain. I, I can't live like. You I don't think live you have on to the Mexican border, man. Yeah, you got to live a certain way to 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 sell that kind of act. You What's know, the, the term that? "stand up" came from "stand hope." <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> stand stand hope. Anyway, it's not stand hope. No, it's but stand what's hope. the name of the town? <laughs> Bisbee. Sure. Bisbee. There you go. Bisbee, Bisbee Arizona. Bisbee. He lives right on the Mexican border, and he wants no one anywhere near him. I think it's yeah. He's. He's done a lot of it's drugs. True. And he should go see him. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know Doug a little bit. He's a he's a good guy. He is a good guy. Yeah. He's a very, very talented guy. So basically you lied. It wasn't your sister. You are a lesbian anarchist. Well <laughs> I'm married to a woman, so yes I am a lesbian. See? And uh no, I like you know, I'm a I'm a fan of government. I grew up in public schools and you know, I I'm on unemployment. So <laughs> I'm kidding. You're unbelievable. No, you know, I grew up in the middle of the city, so I, I, I think that our politics, from what I'm guessing, could be fairly divergent. But uh, no, if not if you're centralized. I'm centralized. So am I. Yeah. What? Don't look at me and think, oh, look at this bastard. I don't think you're a bastard. I don't even think you're one. I want to be in the one percent. Are you kidding me? The second I have the kind of money, I'm there. Prick Tom Rhodes. He he came on the show and he looked at me. He looked around the house because we did it out of our house. Yeah. He looked around the house and said, aren't we a one percenter? I said, aren't we going to be dead if we don't shut up? Oh, he's one of those guys that travels for life, you know. Yeah, he'd be a one percenter if any of his shows oh. were picked up. I don't think there this will is. get back to him. But, you know. Oh, it might. Uh, <laughs> We'd all be one percenters. Like David Cross got a bunch of shit for doing that. Um, can I say shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get no. No fucking way. But um, <laughs> he. Uh, he did like the Chipmunks movie, and everybody came after him because they thought he was like an indie darling. And he just wrote, "I wanted a cabin, so I did this movie." Well, now there you I, go. Now he has a cabin. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that at all. Like for instance, you you would probably would not think that I was the first media person in America that supported gay marriage. That's I, the fact. 
I, but you would not have guessed. I didn't that. know that. I guess I would. I probably wouldn't have guessed that. You would not have guessed that. Like just the, the fact that you're a vegetarian. I don't think you're gay. Thank you. Thank I you. read that on your Twitter page. <laughs> Actually, no, it was not on your Twitter page. It's on your, it's on your uh, website. I, think. I eat fish, so I'm not so, technically you're pescatarian. pescatarian, right? Yep. Yeah. There you go. You'll eat something with a face, but only fish. I just ate four pounds of crab yesterday. Yeah, and our entire house reeks. <laughs> The First, he burns mushroom quinoa in the microwave oh. and then the boils crab. Oh. I'm like, do you want people to not come to our home? Is that what you're trying to do? Yes. But in any case, yeah, Andy, Andy and Alex still live together in their own house over in St. Paul, and all they do is argue. What? No, we don't. What? Every time we see you, <laughs> you're doing you're it now. About, you're doing it right now, exactly. Well, I'm just saying, makes the I house. Will you hold your phone up, Andy? It's a mini That's iPad, cool. actually. That's insane. It it's is rather large, isn't gigantic. It? That's a great phone. It's like so it. hard to type on smaller phones, though. I get it. It's like, yeah, they're like what a half an inch away from each other, mm-hmm. if that. Yeah, Good little stylus. I have a stylus built into this one. I'm you're very stylus, man. Yeah. See, I wish I had out. a stylus. I really do. Whoa. Ooh. Look at that thing. It's huh? amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's gigantic. I like it. I'm going to get an iPad stuff. mini. Oh, I, I thought Rick was leaning over to pet Bella, but then I, you She's, were just getting something out of your... There's a dog Bella here. Where is... Oh, my right gosh. Bella. What's up, Bella? Bella. 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 Andy Haynes. Half Very the tired. people just don't even know yeah, she's there because she, she just sleeps on Alex's lap. I got two cats. They're like that. Really? Except like at six in the morning, they do this thing where they run and they jump and they try to land on us so that we'll wake up and feed them. Oh, my cat does that to her all the time. Really? Like he'll sit at the base of my bed and just stare at her and then he'll just like leap on top of her. Yeah. Yeah. They're assholes. Nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he cats thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. They would act a lot better if they knew how expendable cats are. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. That was a good point. You ever tried giving one away? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They're rescues. Oh, really? Yeah, you'd think uh, my foster kids were very well behaved <laughs> at my house when I was growing up, so you'd think these cats would know. Grab the power of mushroom, because it's a Mario Day episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Brad Sean Bryant. Great clips this week from... Frankie Quinones, Orny Adams, and Andy Haynes. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. <laughs>